Welcome to Navigating Your Retirement with Niles Geary of Voyage Partners Financial Strategies. We understand retirement is a journey, and we want to equip you with the tools to help you reach your destination. On today's show, we'll answer some of your toughest questions and educate you about the financial world. So hoist the anchor, lower the sails, and maybe grab a pen and pencil. It's time for Navigating Your Retirement. Welcome to another edition of Navigating Your Retirement. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Niles the Navigator, Niles Geary, the co-founder of Voyage Partners Financial Strategies, your financial navigator in Johnson City with an office there off of Sunset Drive. You can find us online at smoothsailingretirement.com. That's smoothsailingretirement.com. Niles, thanks for taking some time to join us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. Very glad to hear that. Looking forward to our conversation today because we have lots to get to. We're going to talk a little bit about what it looks like in a couple of minutes, to bounce back from an investment mistake. We've all made mistakes at some point in our lives, especially when it comes to our finances, I'm sure. We're going to talk about what it looks like to recover from those mistakes. Niles, I think this will be helpful for a lot of folks. Well, we've all done it, so I'm sure there'll be something useful for every one of our listeners in that segment. Yep, exactly. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the advisors you might want to avoid, maybe some of the red flags you can be on the lookout for if you're shopping for a financial advisor or maybe even evaluating an advisor that you're working with already. But to have some fun to start today's show off, I thought we'd look at a famous quote. The famous painter Pablo Picasso once said, Niles, I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money, which sounds a lot to me like a Yogi Berra quote as well. <laughs> yeah, I could see what people could interpret as a Yogi Berra quote, but it's a, a valuable quote. Uh, if you really think about it, it is hard <laughs> to live like a poor man. And I tell people all the time that the first thing you have to do when it comes to managing money, because managing money is simple. I mean, it's common sense, although I, I now say common sense is not that common anymore, and it's certainly true with money. But when you think about money, it's really how much did you earn, how much did you spend, and what do you have left at the end of the month? And the reason that quote is, is so valid is because when you get started managing your money, you need to live poor so that you can put money away, so that you can save money and prepare for the things going to happen down the road, so that you'll be in a position where you do have lots of money. The reality is on people's financial journey, you're going to encounter some storms. Some are small and some are big. A small one be the brakes go out on your car. And it's never fun to have to replace them, but it's not fun at all if you don't have the money to replace them. But replacing your brakes is pretty inexpensive compared to replacing the roof on your house. Or you get laid off from your job and you're not working for a couple months. Those types of things can really mess up your finances unless you have a good savings account. And what is a good savings account? We, everyone's heard it, you know, six to 12 months makes sense for a good savings account. I don't know about you, but how many of your friends do you think actually have six to 12 months of money set aside for savings? I encounter very few people. I mean, I can count on one hand outside of my clients, the people that I know that have that much in savings. How about you? And not a whole lot of people. I mean, that's a that's a sizable chunk if we're truly talking about that many months of you know accumulated savings. Uh, the temptation to use that money for other purposes is too big. Well, it's kind of the could versus should dilemma. Yes. Uh, you know, I could do this. I could go buy the new car. I could you know get the new living room uh, set that we've wanted or the new TV for the Super Bowl. 
but should we? We've got $57 in our savings accounts right now. I don't think you should be buying that new TV for the Super Bowl. Uh, at the same time, I tell people, how does it feel when you encounter these storms that you're going to experience if you have the money in savings account to handle the financial aspects of it? And of course, it's a whole lot easier. I mean, look, if you've got $5,000 in the bank and you break squat on your car, it sucks. But it's just not that big of a deal. And when you got $5,000 in your savings account, I know when I started my business over 10 years ago, if I had $500 or $5,000 in my savings account, I never would have been able to start my business. The sole reason I was able to start my business was I had a huge amount of money in my savings account, way beyond six months. So how much money you have in your savings account goes a long way in what your financial life is going to be like down the road. So this quote of living poor uh, with lots of money is really predicated on you need to live a very conservative life until you have a big enough nest egg that you have the financial freedom to do other things. Well, let's talk about some of those red flags uh, that we should be on the lookout for, Niles, when we talk about advisors to avoid. There's a couple of red flags and characteristics that you can watch out for. One would be the product pitch man. We'll call it the product pitch man. Who is that? Why would that be a, a red flag if you're thinking about preparing for retirement and retiring successfully? Why would you want to be aware of that particular advisor? Well, sometimes you'll meet with someone and they will tell you that they have the absolute perfect solution for all of your worries and fears as it relates to money. And they'll dangle a particular product in front of you and say, this is it. As long as you use this, you're going to be fine. Well, I mean, retirement planning and planning your finances in general is very complex. There's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of different things that you have to consider in terms of like risk and uh, in addition to risk, you got to understand the fees and the cost of how the products work. And sometimes these products aren't liquid. So if you need money, you can't get money out of them. I mean, the list just goes on and on as to how complex they can be. Not to mention the tax ramifications for a lot of these different products is something that people tend to ignore also. But at the end of the day, I find it nearly impossible to believe that there's a product that can solve all of your financial needs. And many times when people will meet with someone, you know, they've talked to them for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then bam, they've got this perfect solution for them. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> I tell people that's a red flag moment. And the reason for that is, look, if they are able to assess your entire financial life and create the one solution that's going to resolve all of your worries, concerns, and fears, common sense, again, would tell you that's probably not realistic. Uh, there's a good chance that this person recommends the same thing to every single person that he or she sees. And that's just not a good idea. I tell people all the time, the first time that you meet with me, I've got no solutions, none. The reason being is I need to understand you. I need to understand your situation. And more importantly, I need to have a thorough understanding of what your priorities are. And once I have that, then I've got a lot of questions that I need answers to, to make sure I really truly understand the details before I'm ever in a position to make a recommendation error. In my case, it's usually a series of recommendations. So that's why in this particular situation, if you encounter someone like that, it truly is a red flag moment and you will probably would be very wise to get out of there without making any decisions or signing any documents. 
I think that's pretty unique the way that you describe that, though. When you come and visit with me, I have no solutions. That sounds so counter to what everyone else would say in the financial world, right? I would expect to walk through and you'd be like, I've got the magic bullet. I've got the answers right here. You have kind of a different way of approaching that. Well, part of it is probably due to my background. Uh, you know, I, I spent a number of years in the corporate world and I, I was a CFO or a chief financial officer. And as a chief financial officer, one of the things you have to do is you have to truly understand the financial ramifications of any decision that you make. And the powers that be, meaning the board of directors, always ask you questions about if we do this, what does it mean? And I've somehow adopted all of that training and logic in how I work with my clients. It's understanding their situation. So I, I frequently will tell clients, okay, here's the things that we need to consider and here's what it means. And clients like to understand what does it mean if I do this? What does it mean if I don't do this? And you have to think out in the future. You have to consider things like taxes and timelines and risk because there's never any one product or even a series of products that is the best answer uh, for anyone. It takes this never-ending analysis because people's lives change, their situations change, and you can't get them locked into any one thing and think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be perfect. It's just not. Even if you come up with a great and wonderful plan, it's not unusual that a client will call me and say, hey, you remember we were talking about me doing this? Well, things have changed mm. <laughs> or yeah. something in our life has changed. So you have to be flexible. And a product solution is not flexible by design. Nothing remains the same, that's for sure. And uh, flexibility in a plan is always going to be key. If you've got questions, by the way, about your financial situation, want to talk to Niles about putting together your own financial plan, you can set up a complimentary review of your situation and of your plan. 888-338-PLAN is your number to call to reach Niles. That's 888-338-7526, serving you not only in Johnson City, but all the surrounding communities as well. Niles, the navigator, you can reach him by calling 888 888- 338 plan. We're talking about advisors to avoid, or at least some of the red flags to look out for. We started talking about the meeting when people come in to meet with you, that initial appointment, or if you just want to call it that initial conversation. But let's look at that a little bit deeper, because another red flag on our list is when you encounter the conversation hog, is as we'll deem it. What do we mean by the conversation hog, and why should that serve as a red flag? I know that that I myself was even guilty of this when I first got started in the business a number of years ago. I was so anxious to tell people all about me and all of my qualifications and my company and my background and my credentials. And I was just trying to convince them that, that I was the guy because I was eager to get the business going and to be successful. And I needed new clients. I mean, I needed to be successful when I got the opportunity to meet with someone, but I quickly realized that that was terrible, terrible strategy on my part. The reality is the most important thing you can do is learn about their situation and and learn about their goals and objectives because without that, how could you possibly put together any type of plan, retirement plan, financial plan that's customized to them. And you've heard the saying, you know, people care how much you care about them. That's what they care about. And if you're busy talking about yourself, you're not learning about them in their situation and you're not gaining the facts that you need to understand, even if you can help them. 
because the truth is that myself and other advisors were not a perfect fit for everyone. There are people that we're a good fit with and people we are not. And those initial meetings, the client or the prospect should be doing most of the talking. And if they're not, that's a red flag. It tends to, to be someone who's just more interested in convincing you that they are the guy or they are the part woman or they're the right person for them as opposed to learning about who this person is and determining whether it's a good fit or not. So I tell people all the time, like, you get to make the decision whether I'm a good fit for you and I get to make the decision whether you're a good fit for our firm because we don't want to have an adversarial relationship. We want to be lock and step with each other. We want to have a clear understanding of what each other wants to accomplish out of this. And we are in total agreement and on the same page. It makes for a very happy and harmonious relationship, which is what I want all of my client relationships to be. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that type of relationship? Well, I mean, a lot of advisors, it's all about the volume. It's, hey, how many clients can I get? The more clients I can get, the more money I can make. Whereas myself, I've reached a, a point where when you look at you know, who your clients are, these are people that you genuinely care about. These are people that I, I tell people all the time. I, I worry uh, probably more about my clients' financial situation than they do sometimes. Uh, it's because that's the type of relationship that I have wanted with my clients and I've been able to build with my clients and it makes my business that much more enjoyable. I don't get out of bed Monday mornings and say, oh God, I got to go to work. It's because I have great clients that I have great relationships with. That is in my mind, a successful business where others, it's all about the money and the growth and the number of clients they have. Most people would rather work with someone like me and I'm looking for people that want to work with someone who thinks like I do. Well, if you have any questions about your financial situation, I invite you to give Niles a call. He can help you get a review of your financial plan. Make sure you're on the right track to get to and all the way through retirement. You can call 888-338-PLAN to get in touch. That's 888-338-7526. Niles, the navigator, he'll set aside time on his calendar to meet with you here in the near future. He's got an office off of Sunset Drive in Johnson City, so it's convenient to come by and say hello. 888-338-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-338-7526. You can also check out more information by going online to smoothsailingretirement.com. That's smoothsailingretirement.com. Stay with us. We've got more to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about what it looks like to bounce back from an investing or a financial mistake. We'll cover some of the ways that you can recover from those mistakes on today's show coming up after this. Stay tuned. Whether it's climbing the Great Wall, sailing the Caribbean, or simply spending more time with the grandkids, your retirement is a journey. Let us help you reach your destination. Thanks for joining us on Navigating Your Retirement today. Walter Storholt here alongside Niles Geary. Niles the Navigator is the co-founder of Voyage Partners Financial Strategies in Johnson City with an office off of Sunset Drive. You can find us online by going to smoothsailingretirement.com. Have you thought about how taxes might impact your financial future and your retirement plan? If not, then Niles has a great opportunity for you today to pick up a very, very, I think, wise and important books on 
taxes that might be you know a problem lurking in your 401k lurking in your portfolio and your financial plan this is a book called diffuse seven steps to saving your 401k from the irs and we're going to give away a few copies of this book on today's show i'll give you the details on how to pick up your copy in just a moment but niles what in this book do you think is so important and why is taxes such an important conversation for anybody preparing for retirement these days you know, for me, it's one of the biggest issues that people face. You know, if you have uh, half a million dollars in a 401k or a million dollars in a 401k, I like to ask the question, how much of that do you actually own? And people will look at me funny and, and they're thinking in the back of their mind, what do you mean? How much do I own? It's my money. I've, I've saved it, invested it all these years. And the truth is that it's not all their money. Uh, you've heard me tell the story. If you write on a piece of paper, the IRS, it actually spells theirs because the IRS, there's a portion of it that's theirs and how much of it kind of depends on what your, your tax rate is. So if you're, if you have a million dollars and your tax rate is 20%, that means that 200,000 of it is theirs and 800,000 of it is yours. And what impact does that have on your retirement? If your actual retirement account that is yours is only 800000 as opposed to the million that you have in there currently, how much longer are you going to have to work? And that's a question that people have to know the answer to. They tend to think of what the gross amount of money they have invested and not the net. And yet it's the net is what they actually get to spend. So taxes is a critically important thing that they have to plan for when it comes to retirement. And this book helps peel back some of the layers related to that and creates and shares strategies on how to position more of your money in a place that's completely tax-free, which could enhance how quickly you can retire. The more money that you have is tax-free, the sooner you're going to be able to retire. If you'd like to get your hands on that book, again, it's called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Saving Your 401k from the IRS. Complimentary today from Niles Geary. Uh, you can get your copy of that book by texting the word KIT to 555-888. Just text the word KIT to 555-888. Click on the link, put in your information, and we'll get the book out to you. That's all you have to do. Just text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 555-888, and we'll get that free book out to you for the uh, first couple of folks to submit their request today. Just text the word KIT to 555-888, or you can call in your request. That'll count as well. 888 888- 338-PLAN is that number, 888-338-PLAN. I teased a little earlier, we were going to talk about what it looks like to bounce back from an investment mistake, how you can avoid those mistakes in the first place, but then even if you have committed them, how you can recover from them. We've got a couple of steps you can follow to do this on pretty much any mistake that you might have fallen into. And the first one is to determine the cause. Look back and discover why it happened. I think that's a logical first step. It is, you know. Many times people will invest money for a variety of reasons. You know, this time of the year, you'll see a magazine that like Money Magazine will say, hey, the top 25 investment returns for 2018. And uh, I saw a study years ago that shocked me uh, about that. And what it basically was doing was it was saying, hey, what were the top investments for the previous year? If you invest in those, how did you do the following year? And the results were horrible. Just because it was a good investment one year doesn't mean it's a good investment the next year. But people, like, hey, look, it's had this amazing year last year. I should put some money in that. And then it doesn't work out so well. So that's that's one thing. Sometimes people will 
get email. There's tons of emails that goes out now that talks about different companies that, you know, are trading for next to nothing, you know, a dollar or two, and it's the next greatest biotech stock. Or they'll listen to a buddy of theirs who read an article somewhere, or even sometimes advisors will just give them bad advice because it was too risky for their risk tolerance. And risk is, is probably one of the bigger ones. And what I mean by that is people don't understand the amount of risk associated with a particular investment or a series of investments. Now, I, I'm not sure if you've been through this process yourself, Walter, but you know we have used a tool for a number of years that, it, that allows people to assign a score to the amount of risk that they're comfortable with. And it could be as low as one and high as 99. So if their risk score is a 52, uh, it gives me some useful information to understand how much risk they deem acceptable. But the thing is, is that different investments have different risk associated with them. And that same tool allows me to share with a client, hey, that investment has a risk score of 25. This investment has a risk score of 88. <laughs> so they may say, oh, wait a minute. I'm not so sure about that one with an 88. It allows us to take a very logical approach to the type of risk that they're taking. And if someone has some great idea of something they'd like to invest in, once they hear the risk associated with it, uh, they may have a different thought process as to how much money they're going to put in that particular investment. So risk in many ways can be a very useful way to help you understand whether or not this is something you want to invest your money in or not. And another way to look at it, and here's a real story that I have with one of my clients. So we're going to change their name. So I'm going to call him Jack. So Jack was a client that I'd, I'd had for a short amount of time, and he was preparing for retirement. And we went through this process of the risk analysis, and we found out that his portfolio was far riskier than he believed it to be or thought it would be. And he quickly recognized as he was getting closer to retirement that he did not want to have that amount of risk associated with how his money was invested. But equally as important was together we created a plan to see if he even needed that amount of risk because that's the other question you need to understand. How much risk do I need to be taking in order to achieve my goals? Well, in Jack's case, he had done such a great job of saving for retirement. He really didn't need the risk at all. So we made the decision that while his money remained in his 401k, we were going to move it to very safe investments. And in doing so, it worked out great. Why? Because the timing of that was the fourth quarter of 2018. So he missed the entire downturn hmm. and it saved his portfolio in excess of around $150,000. Now, if you think about it, if you were about to retire and you got hit with your portfolio with $150,000 loss, it could potentially change your retirement timeline. And it's all, in this particular case for Jack, tied to risk. When I met with Jack probably two weeks ago to talk about uh, how we were going to allocate his money. He was ecstatic, as you can imagine. I mean, how would you feel if you missed out on losing $150,000 on your portfolio? Oh, yeah. I would feel pretty good about that. <laughs> 
You would. I'm, I might have and, I might have it, lobster for dinner that night in celebration. Well, that would be a good idea. <laughs> but it totally changed his mindset about risk, and it helped clarify in his own mind that hey, you know what? You've been telling me this, and you are so right. I am so thankful that we made this decision. But if it wasn't for going through that process together in terms of understanding the risk associated with the investments, and understanding how it fit within his overall plan who knows how things would have turned out. So it's very important to understand the cause of these mistakes. Maybe it was just bad advice. Maybe you listened to the wrong person. Maybe you didn't truly understand the risk. And then finally, maybe you didn't understand how the risk impacted your overall plan. Maybe you didn't have a plan, so you wouldn't know. So those are questions that you need to think through before you make an investment, especially if you're about to invest a significant portion of your portfolio. Great points as always, Niles. And so I think that's really important. Again, remember that the first step in recovering from a mistake is determining that cause, really taking a look at why you went wrong in the first place, because you got to know where you were in order to determine where you need to go. Very well said. That's so true. And Niles, there's another step or two that then needs to be taken. After you determine that cause, it's, I think, a logical next step to then, all right, now let's get a real plan in place rather than just kind of throwing darts at the dartboard and calling that our financial plan. Wait, we often see people who think they've made a bad mistake or believe that they're in terrible shape financially. But the reality is that they don't even know where they are. They have no idea if where they are versus where they need to be or even remotely close to each other. And let's use Jack as an example. For Jack, when we built this plan of his together and understood the amount of risk that he needed in order to achieve his goals, we quickly realized he just didn't need that much risk. But more importantly, he'd learned that he was in far better financial shape than he thought he was. And that is a beautiful thing <laughs> when you get to see someone's face, when you get to visually demonstrate to them that they're good. They're in much better shape than they realized they were in. So I, I tell people all the time, it really does start with the plan. You've got to know where you are compared to where you want to be. And then once you know where you are, it becomes a lot easier to build the rest of the plan together to figure out how to get to where you want to be. And then last but not least, after you get that real plan in place, Niles, there may be a step where you may be done at that point, but you may also need to recalibrate some goals. But that's not necessarily as scary as it may sound. It's not. And in fact, as you were saying, it just hit me. I have a client. I will again change his name. We'll make him David. He uh, He's in a very stressful job. And he says, look, I want to retire as soon as I can. And one of the problems is he's not 65 yet. And he has a significant amount of money that he has saved, but it's not enough for him to retire right away. But the reality is that I was able to give him different options. People like options. Many times you can offset a mistake by just choosing something uh, much simpler than you thought. In his case, here are the options. One, hey, you know what? If you work, it was one year, one year longer, you can retire with the the exact lifestyle that you envisioned. If you don't want to work a year longer, if you reduce your living expenses X percent, you know, X percent will allow you to retire when you want to. Then it was, you know, your your house is paid for. You've talked about buying another house that was going to cost X dollars. In this case, I, I think it was around $295,000. If you just bought one that cost two forty, dollars 
because he's going to move to a different state instead of 295. That gets you there. And so those were options that I was able to present to him. And he actually did a combination of them all. He didn't pick just one option. He picked a combination of them to uh, allow him to achieve his goal. So his mistake was he thought that he had enough money to retire sooner than he really could. But yet we were able through these options to create a plan together that he felt comfortable with to allow him to still achieve what he wanted to and retire when he wanted to as well. So David found that going through the planning process really saved the day for him. And as I tell people all the time, it all starts with the plan. So if you don't have a plan, you need one. And I would certainly like to sit down with you and talk through how we make that happen. So give us a call today at 888-338-PLAN. That's 888-338-7526. Get on my calendar. Let's have a discussion. Let me learn about your situation and your priorities and figure out how we can build a plan together to help you to get to where you want to be. Again, it's 888-338-PLAN, your number to call. That's 888-338-7526. You can make sure you're on the right track to not only get to retirement, but all the way through it with Niles Geary and the team at Voyage Partners Financial Strategies. Niles the Navigator, as we like to call him here on the show. He'll help you navigate to that smooth sailing retirement. 888-338-PLAN. Call 888-338-7526. And you can get a complimentary financial review of your situation to make sure you're on the right track, answer some of those outstanding questions that might be uh, revolving around your financial plan. One more time, that number to call is 888-338-PLAN. That's 888-338-7526. Niles, that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us and to talk about these topics today. And we'll look forward to another fun show next week. Well, thanks, Walter. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. As always, Niles Geary, your navigator here on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us for this week's program. For Niles, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Navigating Your Retirement. Niles P. Geary is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through United Planners Financial Services, a limited partnership member. FINRA SIPC, Voyage Partners Financial Strategies, LLC, and United Planners are not affiliated.